The polarization in the church is a, a danger because it can kill also the church. It puts the church very far away from what it should be. Vatican Viewpoint, the church in the world seen from Rome. A podcast produced by Vatican Radio. I'm your host, Devin Watkins. This week, we're sitting down with Cardinal-elect Christophe Pierre, the Apostolic Nuncio to the United States. He's preparing for Pope Francis to create him a cardinal at the Ordinary Public Consistory in the Vatican on September 30, 2023. Ahead of that event, the Pope's representative in the U.S. visited the studios of Vatican Radio to share with us his thoughts on the American Church and the upcoming Synod General Assembly. We're here with Cardinal-elect Christophe Pierre, the Apostolic Nuncio to the United States. Your Excellency, your soon-to-be eminence, how did you react to your appointment as Cardinal, which was announced by Pope Francis in July? Will you continue to serve as a Nuncio? Yes. Well, first, uh, that was obviously a big surprise. <laughs> it was not in my agenda. <laughs> it was not planned. You know, I saw that as a sign of big trust from the Holy Father, you know, and, and I see that as a continuation of my mission. Of course, you know, I, as far as I can understand, I will continue as a cardinal, but as a nuncio. So my job will continue. There is a kind of symbol, you know, you, you become a cardinal. Uh, but I hope the relationship that I've created at all levels, particularly with the bishop, will not change, you know. I, I, I always consider myself as a, a kind of servant of uh, the local church in the name of the Holy Father in order to help all members of the church, particularly the bishops, you know, to be in good relationships. And at times, you know, we have also the, there is a necessity to help to understand uh, when there is a lack of understanding or lack of indifference. Uh, I am convinced that the church will exist in the society if it is united. So we have to avoid a division. Pope Francis recently mentioned the risk of exactly that polarization within the Church of the United States. How do you believe that this can be mitigated? Is this polarization a broader issue in America as a whole? Well, you know, I would say it is a broader issue in the world today. Let's see what is polarization. I think uh, a society will work if people try to work together. Because uh, the politicians, it's a vocation. You know, they they are called not to defend only their own viewpoint, their own ideas, but in order to resolve the problems. The problems today are huge. Let's take one example, which is very, very important in the United States, the problem of migrations. You know, it's amazing to see that as soon as we speak about migrations, you know, the politicians fight between themselves. And they should not, because, you know, the United States has always been a country of migrants. What should we, we, former migrants, you know, do not accept to receive new migrants? This is the richness, this is the beauty of this country. But the problem is that instead of... Considering the reality, the reality, we, we escape from the reality and we uh, take refuge in ideas. And these ideas became ideologies. And if you remain at the level of the idea of the ideology, necessarily the person who is, does not share your idea becomes your enemy. And so you have to resolve the problem of your relationship with your enemy, which is impossible. So the polarization comes from there. There is a danger, and we can observe it, so that this polarization, which is 
overwhelming at times. You see that in the political debate, and we will have in the next year or so. Uh, it's reproduced at times at all levels of the society, even in the church. So uh, the church is supposed to be, inside the society, a place where we can dialogue and in doing so help the society to resolve its problem. But if we ourselves take a few ideas, for example, the Catholic Church has always been, in the last 50 years, you know, remarkable in the fight for against abortion, for example, and the pro-life groups and so forth. Or maybe the huge generosity of the American Catholics for to help the poor, the solidarity with the world. You know, it's amazing, you know, how the Catholic Church is helping the poor all over the place. You know, it's, it's beautiful. I, I'm very happy to be the nuncio in the United States for that reason. But at times, you know, we take this viewpoint, which is a good one, which is a value, but we put it as an absolute. For example, I say, I am pro-life. If you are not pro-life, you become your enemy. And we forget that to be pro-life is also to help the people concretely, not just to defend an idea, not to embrace a political party which is pro-life, uh, but also to, to be on the ground, you know, an actor to defend the values. Because we are not just in favor of a few values, we are disciples of Jesus. And uh, the disciples is a witness and is committed to help the people. And in doing so, he will be pro-life. So the polarization in the church is uh, a danger because it can kill also the church. It puts the church very far away from what it should be. So even if people don't share your idea, but he is not your enemy. <laughs> and this is the reason why the Holy Father has created, you know, has launched this idea of synodality. The synodality is to work together through the method of dialogue, listening, discernment, and also this, uh, listening to the Holy Spirit. So we are together. And uh, of course, the logic of being together is that uh, even in a family, you know, you need to, to talk to the other in order to find a common ground, but also not to forget the concreteness of the reality. And on that point, the, the first of the two Senate General Assemblies on Synodality is set to begin in just a few days. Yes, yes. At first glance, the topic may seem a little technical and internal to the church, Synodality. But how is it being perceived in the United States? Well, this is maybe the problem. You know, we, we may be victim of this polarization which has been created inside the church and which many groups, you know, try to, to, to feed, to frighten the people, you know. I'm amazed to listen to so many people who are just rejecting the idea of synodality or synod, not knowing what it is all about, you know, and thinking that the Pope has been elected Pope just to destroy the church and to destroy the beauty of the church. Uh, the Holy Father is not, and he has said that you know, many times, on the contrary, he says, you know, synod on synodality, precisely, uh, it's a moment when a number of bishops, representing the bishops of the world, the lay people at all levels of the church, you know, will consider, examine what has been done already at all levels of the church and to say, in order to evangelize better the people, and uh, this is the reason why, you know, we, they are not meeting just to invent a new church or to create new structures, no, just to examine what has been tried to evangelize better at the grassroots. And to say this works, this is works that are not working. And we will see. But the method will be listening, discerning, 
and listening to the Holy Spirit. This is what the, the Pope has uh, repeated it over and over and over. But some people don't want to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> and as a future cardinal, what are your expectations on the synod, on synodality itself? Precisely, you, I think I'm full of trust. I think it will work. It's, it's quite an undertaking, let's, let's be honest, you know, like uh, when John XXIII launched the Vatican II, you know, it was quite an undertaking. And, uh, you know, if you want to be Christian today, it's to take some risk. But we are not just risking for, in order to destroy the church, we take the risk to build the church. And uh, let's be honest, you know, the society today and the church lives in a kind of crisis. You know, there is a kind of, uh, a lot of people especially young people are abandoning the church because the society is changing. You know, the connection between faith and culture is less and less apparent. You know, the transmission of the faith is not so easy today at all levels. For example, the parents from the children, the teachers from the students, the politicians from the society and so forth. So we need to reorganize a kind of connection. And synodality is about connection. It's funny because... We live in a, in a society where uh, we speak connections all the time and people are more and more isolated and more and more uh, fascinated by their own idea. It's a kind of uh, narcissism organized at the level of the world. And the method of the church is anti-narcissism. <laughs> Get together. <laughs> and during his recent visit to Mongolia, Pope Francis emphasized that the church is not a political organization yes. or business. Uh, how do you think the Synod will help in understanding that true nature? Well, uh, precisely, you know, uh, that is the reason why the Pope has convocated the Synod, which is so diverse. Because precisely to help the people and the Church to realize that it is not just a business organization, it's the people of God getting together, each one according to its own responsibility and mission and vocation, but in order to be able to work together. So it's, it's quite an exercise. But I admire personally the faith of Pope Francis because he is full of trust. And, uh, you know, he's a guide. And by the way, you know, I, I was amazed when he came back from Mongolia, you know, in the plane and so forth. He said it in a very straightforward way. Be careful. We are together in order to be together and to reflect upon our togetherness. You know, we are not there to reinvent the church. And uh, by the way, it's not a business. It's not a social group. It's a communion of believers in Christ. And Christ is the source of our life, and the Holy Spirit is our inspirer. Thank you for joining us here on Vatican Viewpoint. We'll be back again next week.